0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 7, 2019. This is a Monday morning. We want to set the tone for the whole week. Let's get into the Word of God. So I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. Man, this is so good. I get this from John chapter 1, verse 14 and verse 17. So we're going to read that here in a minute. And then we've also been studying the book of Galatians. So we studied Galatians chapter 3, chapter 4. We got into chapter 5, and we got stuck at Galatians 5 and 6. So today we're going to go back to Galatians 5 and pick it up at verse 6 and we'll go all the way down to verse 9. So the title of today's message is Grace and Truth Part 21, an infection in your belief system. You don't want to have an infection in your belief belief system. Let's deal with it. Here we go. John 1 and 14 says, the word became flesh. The word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the father who came full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So the way that that this is written, the apostle John wrote it. It lends itself well to a comparison, to do compare and contrast between the law given by Moses, grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ. So we've been doing that. We've been looking at the comparisons and the apostle Paul did an amazing job in the letter, his letter to the believers in Galatia around this topic. So we studied, you know, and we continue to study chapter three, chapter four, now we're in chapter five. So this is Galatians chapter five, verses six through nine. I'm going to read this to you from the Passion Bible translation. This is what the Bible says beginning of verse six. When you're placed into the anointed one, Christ Jesus, and joined to him, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. Performance-based religion, he says, benefits you nothing. Paul continues, he says, all that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love. And I taught on how Faith is made perfect by love and how faith works by love. And I kept driving that home, driving that home. Verse seven, he says, before you were led astray, you were so faithful to the Messiah. Why have you turned away from what is right and what is true? Who has deceived you? Paul is asking the question. The one who enfolded you into his grace, this is Jesus, is not behind this false teaching that you guys have embraced. No, not at all. Don't you know that when you allow even a little lie into your heart that it can permeate through your whole belief system? He says if you if you allow a little lie about Jesus into your heart, then it can infect your whole belief system. Another translation of verse 9 says it's like a little yeast. If you put it into a batch of dough, a little yeast will work its way through the entire batch of dough. He's saying, listen, somebody has deceived you guys. Somebody implanted something that's not what Jesus taught in your heart. And now if you embrace the lie, you will become the lie. And that little lie is like yeast. And it's going to work its way through your whole belief system. It's going to contaminate your whole belief system. So he's, no, I want you to believe right. Because right believing leads to right living. So what does this mean to you today on this Monday morning? I'm only going to give you two things this morning because I'm I'm laying the foundation for this thing. This is really important teaching. I'm going to give you two things this morning on this Monday morning that I believe are going to be a blessing to you. Open up your heart to receive. Two things. Number one, here we go. The apostle Paul visited Southern Galatia during his first missionary journey, right? This was doc- documented in Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14. Now scholars date the trip early in his ministry around AD 47 or AD 48, right? So this is early in his ministry. Actually, most scholars believe that this is the first letter that he wrote to the believers in Galatia, and this is as a result of him hearing stuff that happened after his first missionary journey. So when he got there, or when he went on all of these trips, uh, he went on four of them, Paul preached the gospel of grace. And he was going everywhere telling people, man, I used to be a Jew. I used to be under the law. I heard about Jesus. Jesus came. He fulfilled the law for us. Now we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. We only have... One law is the law of Jesus which is the law of love. We love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. We love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law. Under the law we were cursed because there were so many rules, there was the 10 commandments, there was 603 other commandments, 613 commandments in total, and we could not fulfill it. James said if you try to take a little bit of it, but you don't fulfill all of it, then you've broken them all. And so there's no way that you as a human could ever do it. He went around preaching grace and he st- Because of that, people were converted, people got saved, people got baptized, people got filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he started churches. He planted churches everywhere that he went, and one of those churches was in Galatia. And so years later, he's writing back to those same Galatians, and he's frustrated with the fact that they have somehow allowed some Jewish converts, Jewish converts like he was, people that that were under the law but now under grace, that these people now have come into the church, and they're now trying to convince people that were never under the law to embrace the law. And now they're trying to say, hey, go get circumcised and you got to do these works to be right. And you, and basically it was a mixture between the old covenant and the new covenant. And whenever you have a mixture, this mixture is dangerous. So the apostle Paul says, listen, man, when he's writing, he says, when you were placed into the anointed one, into Christ Jesus, and you were joined to him, after you're doing that, that's it circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living by faith. And this faith is activated and perfected in love. He's like, if you're going to take on works and circumcision to think that that's going to make you right with God, then Jesus means nothing to you. Once you're in Christ, it's not about works, it's about faith in him and everything that he's already done. Paul is like, listen, if you're adding performance-based religion to the grace that Jesus already provided, Paul says, you are deceived, you are led astray. And the sad truth is that today, 2,000 years later, many Christians are in the same boat. Many Christians are deceived. Paul would say that you are led astray. You have added religious requirements to God's grace as conditions for your own righteousness, as if you could ever be made righteous by works. Paul said, please don't be deceived. Just like the Galatians were, he says, if you're born again, you're righteous and you are not righteous because of what you do. You are not righteous because of what you fail to do. You are only righteous because of what Jesus did. If you're righteous now, you are righteous by faith, by faith in Christ, by faith in his finished work. Your faith accesses God's grace. God gives you everything that he gives you unearned, unmerited, undeserved, and when you exercise faith, you're releasing faith to access God's grace, and there, in that moment, you're righteous, not because of you, but because of him. Say amen to that. All right, number two. I only have two things this this morning. The Apostle Paul said, Galatians 5 and 8, The one who enfolded you, Jesus, enfolded you into his grace is not behind this false teaching. He says, you guys have embraced some false teaching and Jesus is not behind it. He says, not at all. The false teaching that Paul is talking about is adding works as a requirement for righteousness. In Paul's letter to the believers in Rome, he did a really good job of explaining this. He drove home the fact that God's grace is a gift, and you cannot work for a gift. All you can do with a gift is receive it. If you try to work for it, then it is no longer a gift. If you're working for something, then it is payment. It is not a gift. It's like you're trying to earn it. So in Romans 11 and 6, the apostle Paul said it this way. He says, since it is by grace, it cannot be a matter of works or good works. Otherwise, it would no longer be grace it would be earned by human effort. He said, you got to make a decision. Are you going to live and receive everything by God's grace? Or are you going to do this by your good works or your perceived good works? Because if you're going to live by attempting to earn everything, now it's human effort. So now it's human effort is no longer God's grace. God's grace is a gift. You can't work for a gift. This isn't about God paying you, you do right, therefore God is going to bless you like it's a payment or something. Like God, let me do all of these things right, you got to bless me. No, what are you talking about? God doesn't have to do anything. God is God. And so if, I mean, God blesses you because he's good, not because you're good. So going back to Galatians, Paul was upset that, that some someone had convinced the Galatians to mix God's grace with human effort. And this mixture is dangerous. He says it can contaminate your whole belief system. Paul went on to say, don't you know that even when you allow a little lie into your heart, it can permeate throughout your whole belief system? He's like, just like a little bit of yeast is going to cause the whole lump to rise, a little deception, a little lie can work its way through your whole belief system. Before you know it, if you start believing some of this, before you know it, you're going to look in the mirror and you won't see yourself as righteous because of what Jesus did. You will see yourself as righteous because of what you do. And that's self-righteousness. Or even worse, let's say you go the other way. You will look in the mirror and you won't see yourself as righteous because of what Jesus did. You will see yourself as not good enough. You will, you will, you will see yourself as as condemned, and the devil will cause you to say, well, because you didn't do right, then God is not going to bless you as if it's contingent upon your works. You will allow your level of faith towards God to be contingent upon your perceived performance or goodness towards him. So if you you do right, you're going to expect right. And if you do wrong, you're going to expect wrong. And if you're living this way, then Jesus means nothing to you. If you're living this way right now, maybe I'm talking to some, I'm, I know I'm talking to some people that are living this way right now. If you're living this way right now, then then you're no, you're no different than the old covenant. You're not living any different than the old covenant, which was based by works. You, Jesus means nothing to you if you only think that God is going to do right towards you when you do right towards him. Then if everything you do is just based on your performance, then Jesus, what, what does Jesus mean to you? Jesus means nothing to you. You're, you're living basically under the law. You're not living under grace. When you live by faith in God's grace, you know you're not good enough, but Jesus was good enough for you. You know you're not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for you. And so now you're exercising faith because Jesus made you right, not because you earned the right to be right with God. You could never earn it. You don't deserve it. Get over it. You're not worthy. You're not worthy today. You're not going to be worthy tomorrow. You are worthy because Jesus made you worthy. And so you accept everything that God has already provided through his son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Man, I have a lot more to say about this, but I'm going to stop here for today. That's enough for you to digest on this Monday morning. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, declare this over your life. Say, Father, you sent Jesus to die for my sin. There was no sin in him. You put my sin on him. Jesus died in my stead. He was completely righteous and there was no righteousness in me. Now you put his righteousness on me. Jesus took my sin and now I take his righteousness. I am not righteous because of what I do. I am not righteous because of what I fail to do. Righteousness is a gift. I cannot work for a gift. All I can do is receive it. So I receive it by faith. In Christ Jesus, I have an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I am right because I believe right, not because I do right. I declare that I live my life by faith. My faith taps into your unearned grace. I am able to impact this world for you. You live in me and you work through me. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm good. It has everything to do with the fact that you are good. You use me by grace. I cooperate with you by faith. Together, we shall change the world. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button. You'll get my notes, all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, Jesus made you right. You are righteous by faith. Enter into this day, resting in God's finished work and what Jesus already provided. You are the righteousness of God by faith. Believe it, receive it, embrace it, and go walk in it. Therefore, living this way, you're going to change the world. I love you and God loves you. And before you leave this message, before you leave this screen, please share this right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. God bless you.